Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. And PK is still under the weather, but she's going to be joining us in just a couple minutes to talk with our amazing guest. He is an internationally renowned psychic medium, William Stillman. And he's with us tonight because everybody wanted a reading from him last time that he was on the air with us, and he has generously offered to come back tonight and read for people. So if you'd like a reading, then think of a specific question. That was what Bill was asking for, and the number to call in is 563-999-3539. Again, that is 563 Today is November 17th. I can't believe it's almost Thanksgiving. My goodness. We are going to have another great show for you Wednesday next week, right before Thanksgiving. We're going to be talking about a very curious part of our world, Antarctica. We've got a great guest to fill us in on all of the latest mysterious goings-on in that part of the world. You're not going to want to miss that one either, so be sure to join us. So... um, also, wanted to mention, please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Got a lot of great stories, UFO pictures, videos, all kinds of things on our Facebook page for Supernatural Girls. And keep following us on Twitter because that's where I make announcements about what show is going to be airing. And you don't want to miss anything of what we're doing. We're going straight through the holidays with some incredible guests, as always. So let me tell you a little bit. If you didn't know about William Stillman, you will, because I'm going to tell you about him. Since 2004, he has worked professionally as a psychic and spiritual counselor. Now, his accuracy in discerning the truth and making predictions that come to fruition has been acclaimed by his clients as truly extraordinary and ranks at 90 to 98% accuracy. He specializes in identifying clients' gifts and talents, as well as aiding discarnate spirits to transition to the heavenly realm. He has investigated hauntings on behalf of the Pennsylvania Paranormal Association, and he's also received others of the physical symptoms of pains and discomfort with prayer and laying on of hands. He has relieved that, and he has been consulted on missing person and unsolved homicide cases. That's one of the toughest things to do, in my opinion, as a psychic medium. And he is the author of a great new book. It is called The Practicing Psychic. It's fabulous. You need to get it. It's on Amazon.com and probably in your bookstores. It's a wonderful book. So, Bill, welcome to the show. 
Hey, Patricia, thank you so much for having me back. And I, I also want to thank you and PK for providing what I think is a very valuable service to your listeners. I know you gals are both very down-to-earth, and I think that you provide a very um, fundamental and practical perspective on demystifying certain things that are unknown about our world and our realm. So I'm so thankful that you're having me back. Oh, well, that's a nice compliment, and believe me, we both appreciate it, and we appreciate you, because you are not only talented, but I have to say this, I said this last time, you have a very high level of integrity with everything you do, but I think especially with the readings that you give to people. So everybody who's joining us tonight, and I see people have lined up on the radio board to talk to you, is in for a treat, because you are one of the best of the best. So thanks for coming on. I'm going to grab PK, because I see her right here. So I'm going to grab her and get her on the show. <laughs> PK, you there with us? I certainly am, and so grateful that you're taking the time to do this for everyone tonight. God love you. Hello, PK. PK, I've been sending you good thoughts all day long. I just want you to know that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it greatly. Listen, gals, I want to tell you before we start taking calls, I never do anything without saying a blessing first. So if you would kindly indulge me, I'll say a blessing, and that, that'll cover us for the rest of our time on the show. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, author of the universe, creator of all that is seen and unseen, we are grateful and blessed to be united in your presence this evening. Kindly grant us the gift and special privilege to be of good and great service to one another, so that we in turn might render great and glorious service to others through the grace of all that we have been, all that we are presently, and all that we are becoming. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're good to go. Okay. What a great start. Beautiful blessing. So, PK, why don't you kick it off with your question for Bill? Well, I'm going to ask you one about health, since that's the one that's been kicking me where I sit. <laughs> PK, I know you've. it feels like you've had a series of small setbacks that have been adding up to be one big nuisance, correct? Yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I need to tell you that there is a, there is a, a, a lovely and graceful uh, female energy around you. I, I almost want to say mother. Uh, there's something about her that is, um, well, she's like Ginger Rogers to Fred Astaire. I want to tell you that. <laughs> so I don't know who was the dancer or if, if that's a reference to you dancing, but um, help me out here. Is this making any sense? Yes, my mother was a dancer when she was, a, when she was younger. She used to be involved with taps and things like that years ago. And were you, did you also dance too? Well, she tried to teach me. I had too many lefties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to tell you, and I'm wondering if you have her string of pearls. <clears throat> yes, I do. Well, here's what I'm going to suggest to you, PK. I'm going to suggest that she is offering herself to you as a resource and 
You could certainly, and this goes for anyone else listening, if you have an, an object that belonged to a, a, a deceased loved one, say, hold it in your hand, say a little blessing, and you can draw energy from the love and the other joyful and happy emotions that you hold for those individuals. And I have a feeling that Mother wants to send you some some strength and glad tidings to help to pull you through a really challenging period of time, PK. That's wonderful to know, William. Wonderful to know. Greatly appreciated. I am hopeful that I'm hopeful that there is a light at the end, end of the tunnel for you by the end of this year. That yeah, that's great. not far away. It's no, not far away. God. So let, <laughs> let, let's set that as our intention, my dear. And I am sending you good thoughts and positive healing energy. You're a lovely lady, and um, I'm honored to know you. Oh, thank you so much. And I am very grateful for your time. And can I ask one quick question that I shouldn't, but... I've invested in some things, and the investment coming through would make it a lot easier for everybody and my family. Can you tell me how that's going by chance? I think that's going to bear fruit for you. Again, um, I would would advise you not to rely upon me, but to rely upon your own faith. And in particular, uh, your mother is, again, she's sort of dancing around you. She's like... um, She's very ethereal, you know. Uh, she must have been quite, quite. She must have been quite, quite a looker in her day. Quite lovely. Yes, and, she was. Uh, thank you. Uh, would the nineteen uh, twenties have been her era? Yes, it would have been. Because that's yes. that's where she's pulling me back. About nineteen twenty-eight or so. Um, yes. She. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Is there something significant about that year, by the way? Mm, that was would have been uh, uh, she she would be she would have been in high school I think around that time. Okay, and, uh, so she 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 is dressed in a costume of that era. She's lovely, and I think again, you can draw strength directly from her, and you could also receive um, some input and inspiration from her, particularly with uh, regard to your investments. Are there a, a total of three of them? that are going to be merging in some way to bear fruit. Yes. Thank you. Well, I will stand by that then. Thank you very, very much. You all right, my, my dear. God bless you. More ways than one. Thank God you. God bless you. We're all grateful to have you wait, waiting and working in our corner. Much love to you. I'm, I'm in your corner for sure. Thank you, dear. All okay, right. Take PK, good care now. I'm going to, Put you back on on the other line so that you can listen That's to the right. rest of the show, and Definitely. and we'll talk Thank real you soon. Thank you so much, everyone. And okay, you're so holidays. welcome, PK. Bye-bye, you John. too. Good to hear your voice again. Okay, all right. That was great. That was great. Beautiful. Phil. That was amazing. And beautiful. You, you were know, right when, on when with some, everything. Yeah, you know when someone is so gracious and lovely as PK, it really makes my job effortless. Oh, that's very sweet. Well, I know she appreciates you, that's for sure, as I do. So let's see. We have, um, it looks like Deborah from Connecticut. Hi, Deborah. 
Oh, hi, Patricia. Thank you for taking you're my live. call. Thank you. Yeah, you're live on Oops. the air with William Stillman. What is your question? Okay, well, um, thank you for taking my call. And my question is around partnership and relationship and love. <laughs> Just to see hi, Deborah. Hey, hi. Good evening. Hi. You know, I for a very brief period of time, I, I worked for one of those um, psychic hotlines, and uh, <laughs> it was so unsatisfying because <laughs> it almost all the callers were women who wanted to know if their boyfriend was going to leave his wife for them. Can you Ooh. believe it? <laughs> That's nasty. Yeah. Deborah, yeah, it was it was not a good time. Deborah, I need to know who is the fella around you with the R name. Hmm, let me think. Yep, Robert Ryan Richard. Um, yeah, I I don't really know anybody. But I mean, the only Ryan I know is just somebody that um, is already married. He's forty years younger than me. That helps me with my no, computer. no, no, no. <laughs> so, so what I'm wondering is, um, Deborah, if there aren't some uh, some social functions that are pending with the holidays coming up, uh, that might be work related or in some way uh, friend-related, I'm going to advise you to accept any and all invitations. Okay. And we'll see what happens. We'll see if there's an introduction that gets made. But it feels like it's connected to uh, the holidays. Okay. Well, that's very helpful. I appreciate that. Do you pick yeah, up anything? Is there anything... I- would oh, there ahead. be anything work-related or some kind of function that's work-related? Well, I'm really an independent contractor, so I've been working for my home for the past 18 months doing webinars. So, mm. um, you know, I'm pretty much just working out of my home at this point. Okay. But it doesn't mean to be a connection with a fellow trainer or something like that. That's a possibility, but I got to tell you, it feels more like you're going to be in person. There's going to be an in-person introduction made. So let's hold that out as a possibility. And again, accept any and all social invitations to um, for social gatherings and people's homes and so on. Okay, that's very helpful. I appreciate it. Thank you. That would be a nice holiday gift, huh? It's a nice stocking stuffer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hold the thought for you, Deborah. Okay. Well, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Let's see. We're going down the line here, this long line of people that want to talk to you. This one looks like Bob. So let me get Bob on. Hey, maybe Bob's the the Robert that I was thinking of for Deborah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bob. You're live on the air with Bill Stillman. Well, thank you for taking my call. <clears throat> I have a, a two-part question. The first part involves my wife. She's had some very unusual experiences in her life, and there has been talk off and on of a movie being done about her experiences, and I was wondering if you could see anything in that line being done in the future. Bob, the give, sec- me your wife's oh. first, give me your wife's first name, please. 
That's Betty. Betty, hold on, please. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you, Bob, does this in any way involve anything that we might consider um, extraterrestrial? Uh, it certainly does. Thank you. Then I'm, go- I'm going to suggest that I think it's, it's very promising, but you know, or maybe you don't know, these things can take years. They can take a very long time until they get developed, until you interest studios, until you know money is raised. Until it actually feels to me, Bob, not a motion, a motion picture, but maybe a, a television miniseries is what um, I'm going to suggest might be more viable. Well, thank you so much. That's something that uh, we were considering. Um, a a miniseries. I, I well, I I think something like that is in the works, but I'm not certain. But I, that's, I really that's what, I, that's what that's what I'd vote for, sir. I also have to tell you, Bob, that there is a um, a gentleman around you who salutes um, in spirit. He I believe he served in World War II, and uh-huh. I also want to ask about um, a gentleman with a W name connected to you. Oh wow. I have had a lot of people, both in my family and at work. Uh, William. Um, William Warren. Um, oh. Wallace. So yes, I believe it's I, connected I, to the. Go ahead. I I, I had uh, Warren that I worked with for quite a while. No, um, no, no. Listen to what William, I'm saying, please. This, this is okay. connected to the gentleman who served our country. Oh, okay. Uh, that could be. Are you hey, still there? there, Bob? Yeah, I said that could be one of my uncles. Oh, yes, we missed that. Name, please. Uh, uh, William, William Luca. Thank you. Yes, he served in Second World War. Yes. Yes, thank you. His energy is around you. He feels like a good guy. Um, and I think you're something of an historian yourself. <laughs> oh, a bit, a bit. Yeah, that's Isn't true. that the truth? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, okay, the, the second part of my question was I have a potentially uh, life-threatening disease, and I'm trying to decide I'm pretty much leaning toward going for natural healing because the process I'm looking at has healed other people with this same situation. And mm-hmm. I was wondering are we, if Bob, are we talking about a Parkinson's or some other sort of neuromuscular issue? Uh, it's a uh, uh, prostate uh, cancer. I see. All right. Now, I know. I would. Okay, okay, I'm going to recommend to you, Bob, that you make an informed decision based upon a blending of East and West. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Thank uh, you. And is there any Parkinson's or any um, ALS or anything like that in family history on either side? Not that I am aware of. Okay. I I don't mean to alarm or upset you. I just want you to be 
just be aware, please. And I wish you all the very best, truly. Well, thank you so much. I certainly appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. All right, and know that your Uncle William is around you. Okay, well, thank you again. I certainly appreciate it. You are welcome. Good night, sir. Good night. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Patricia. Bye-bye. I think I know where you're picking up that other uh, possible um, health concern. We'll t- I'll talk to you about that after the show. Um, so let's see. We've got. Can you? Can we keep going? Are you ready for another one? <laughs> let's keep them going. Okay. This is Laura who's going to be joining us. Okay. Hi, Laura. What's your question for Bill Stillman tonight? Hi, Patricia. Hi, Bill. And. I'm not leaving out PK. Um, I, <laughs> I would like to um, know how I am to meet all of the needs that I've committed to um, on a personal level, meaning physically, and on a financial level, and on a time level. Laura, your audio is really fuzzy to me, so I'm going to ask Patricia to be the interpreter, if you would, please. Yeah, Laura has made a lot of commitments in her personal life and her professional life, and she's asking you about those. About the commitments. Here's the thing, Laura, is um, I'm going to caution you not to overextend yourself. I think that perhaps this has been an issue that's come back to bite you in the past. It feels to me as though you are someone who is very demonstrative, very emotionally invested, someone who is very giving. And I think there's been a tendency in the past for people to take advantage of that. I'm being shown the word opportunist, if that makes any sense to you. So I just want you to be – thank you. Just proceed with caution, please, and and be a little bit guarded. I'm not asking – you to be be any less sensitive or any less gracious or caring than you already are, but I just it it, it just um, it really bothers me when when good people like you get manipulated and taken advantage of. So just proceed with caution and just be aware of what people are asking you to do for them without any reciprocity. And what if it's too late? Um, I've, Uh-oh. I, I've, I, well, I've overextended myself uh, in every aspect possible. Yes. Well, um, then I think you have to prioritize how you how you parcel out your time, your attention, and your energy based on a prioritization for an urgency of need. In other words, prioritize who and what gets your time and attention based upon the urgency of the need for the attention. But you listen, you, you have to, number one is you have to take care of yourself. You've got to take mm-hmm. care of yourself, otherwise you won't be of service to anybody. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like I'm heading. Well, I, appreciate I can't do it for you, my dear. I can't no, do it for I, you, no, my I dear. Understand. You have to do it. But yep. I I appreciate the the insight. Okay. 
Thank you. Power so now you know what to forward. do. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I do. Get your list out. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Laura. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I think it's especially tough for women in this world. And we try to do so much, and it's all at once, and we get spread too thin. And it really creates a problem, doesn't it? Well, I've also found, Patricia, that a lot of women who are, you know, instinctively, you know, very maternal, they have a they have a really hard time saying no. They have a really hard time refusing anyone who calls out to them with a need. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I right. and I am a, a big proponent of taking care of oneself across three domains of our personhood: mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being, uh, in order to create a a balance there, so that we are fit, that we are feeling well, and that we are able to serve others. And this is not. Selfish, this is self-preservation. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Exactly. It's okay to announce to the family, you know, maybe once or twice a week, I'm going upstairs to take a nice hot bath. I don't want to be disturbed for the next half hour. And you know what? They're going to be okay to fend for themselves. They'll survive. <laughs> they will survive, right. I promise. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. It's sometimes it's a very tough lesson, but it it is important, very important. Okay, let's move on to our next caller. I have Adrian on the line. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Patricia. What a gift. You are, Thank you. Yes. Well, thanks to Bill, and you are live on the air with him right now. And do you have a question for him? Yes, Bill, thank you for your time and gift. Uh, Yes, I have a project that I've been working on for um, over a year now that's going to allow some financial security and comfort uh, for myself and my husband, and the project is being dogged by a group of people who don't wish to see it happen. And the project is also going to allow us some freedom to do the work that we do to be of service and the uh, people who are fighting it are taking a lot of our time and energy away. And so I'd like to best know how to deal with them successfully. I wish them no ill will. We're not doing anything that's harmful, and yet they are treating us as if we are and fighting us. Yes. Adrian, uh, it's a pleasure to speak with you. I am picking up about you a very creative energy so I'm wondering if you could validate that for me, if you are naturally uh, someone who is um, a visionary who tends to think outside of the box. Yes. Thank you. Um, I am being shown the word militant connected to this party of individuals. It feels like a network of people, to be honest with you, that has a vested interest in causing you to become undone? I would say that, yes, it seems to be much more intense and much bigger than the situation merits. Um, and I'm, I'm also wondering if you are being represented by legal counsel in this process, and if not, that's where I'm being pulled. I'm sorry to say, I know that you are the type of gal that would prefer 
um, not to have to escalate it to that that point. But I feel that's where it's heading. All right. I understand that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Thank you. I, I know what you want, but this is what I'm telling you based upon what what I'm feeling. Um, and so uh, I would advise you to um, to uh, be debriefed or to to seek counsel with um, an attorney who could represent you if it comes to that, and just get all your ducks in the row just to be on the safe side. Would you? Yes, I. I do understand that, and this project involves other people who are working with us, and they have the resources and legal counsel, which I believe in, but I can do more to um, connect more with the legal counsel that I have personally. Thank you. It also feels to me, yep, Adrian, it also feels to me as though this has been a protracted process and could continue to play out for any time between now and possibly up to another nine months, I'm sorry to say. Wow. So please just be, yep, so just be prepared, please. Get all your ducks in a row and do everything that you can so that you can anticipate uh, what it is that these people might try to do next. I'm also feeling some... Um, uh, concern for husband and his um, physical well-being. I'm hoping that he's okay through this. He seems like the type of fella that um, holds a lot inside. He does. He has incredible gifts, and he's being very stoic, and he's had health issues this year. So I'm aware that this is weighing on him. And Thank you. The, I'm glad that I'm glad that you are aware of that, um, because I don't wish to see his symptoms become exacerbated as a result of the of the stress. So, I is there anything that I can say to him? I mean, my because I've been aware of the physical stress on him, I have. It has added to my concern about having this process work out, this project come to fruition. Um, Is there anything I can do for him or tell him to assist him in in this process since it might take this route of up to another nine months? Right. Um, A couple things. I want to see him engaging in regular physical activity. And I also want you both to have faith in your faith. So if you truly believe, if you truly believe in the merit of this endeavor and you truly believe that it will be of good and great service to others, then on a daily basis continue to set that intention and continue to push it forward. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck to you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, both of you, all good. of you. Thank you. You're welcome, Adrian. Thank you for calling in. All right. Bye. Yeah, these small towns can really be something to have to deal with up here in Massachusetts. And it never seems to make any sense, but I've seen this happen before, and it is very unnerving. And for the people that are are being 
persecuted like this, it's uh, expensive on every level. So it feels it's almost really... like harassment to me. <laughs> oh, definitely. I would agree with you 100% because I know the situation. I'm in oh, a neighboring town. Yeah, and it is exactly what you described. So, yeah, we'll, we'll hold that intention for Adrian uh, to have this uh, be taken care of in a much better way. And let's hope it does. So, oh, my goodness. But that was great. It was right on the money, as you have been all the way through this. So let's see. We've got so many people that want to talk to you. Let's bring the next person on. I don't have a name. I have a number. It's area code 216. And so let's get this person on the air. Hi, you're live on the air with Bill Stillman. And what's your name? Hey, how are you doing this evening? This is Desmond. Hi. What's Fine. your name? Desmond. Desmond, Desmond. hi. Do you have a question for Bill Stillman tonight? Yes. Uh, I want to know, what do you see with, uh, like, friendship, uh, romanticism, like, with uh, me and possible Robin or somebody else in in the near future? Desmond, um, it feels to me as though you uh, are the type of fellow who – tends to uh, keep to himself quite a bit. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It almost, to me, feels uh, isolative. Um, I don't want to say like a hermit, <laughs> but I do want to say I, I wonder, Desmond, about you and um, depression and if depression runs in family history. Um, I don't know if it runs in history, in my family history. I don't know about that, but okay. So I want you to be thinking, please, about your your mental, emotional well-being, and if there are ways in which you can be raising that up by creating, by tapping into your gifts and talents, by maybe reclaiming or rediscovering things that have been dormant. Within you, I'm seeing musical notes around you, Desmond, so I don't know if you have in the past done anything connected to music. And I would focus on those gifts and talents um, and then engage in something social that builds upon those gifts and talents so that you're interacting with other people who share the same passions. And I think that is going to be your very best route to developing friendships, and possibly a romance. Okay. That's the absolute very best advice. Now tell me about you and music. Um, I just I just love music. Just love listening to it ever since I was little, so Yep. And have you in the past sung or played an instrument? No, the only thing I played was a flute back in Back when I was going to school, junior high. high When you were in junior high. Okay. So that might be a place to start is by reclaiming or rediscovering the enjoyment, the passion for music, and then see what is available in your community that is going to connect you to other people who share that passion. That is then in turn going to lead to friendships and possibly romance. 
That's the very, that's, those are the very best relationships when you have friendships that build upon common interests. And the very best romances come from relationships that started out as friendships. So that's the, my very best advice for you. Okay, I'll have to tap in and do the, do the work. Appreciate that. Yes, you've got to do the work. You've got to put the work into it. I can't do it for you, but if it sounds appealing to you, if it's something that would interest you, I think it could be quite prosperous for you. Okay. But you got to put yourself no, out no, there, Desmond. you got to put yourself out there, my man. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for your call, you. Desmond. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. That was very interesting. You picked up on the musical notes and hear that he... He does love music. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Okay. This has been fun. Yes. Well, you're doing a great job. Let's get the next person on. I don't have a name, but I have an area code, and it's 914. So let's see who this is. Hi. You're live on the air with Bill Spillman. What's your name? Hi. My name is Catherine. Thank you so much for taking my call. Hi, Catherine. Can you speak up a little bit? We're kind of losing you here. You there? Yes, is that better? Yes. Thank you. Um, I was wondering what you uh, might have um, for me in terms of work. Um, Please, if you're picking anything up. All right, Catherine, let me see. I have to tell you, I have... It feels to me, Catherine, as though you are a very detail-oriented kind of gal. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. And you are a good reader, correct? You enjoy reading? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's The reason why I'm asking these questions is because what I'm getting for you, Catherine, is something connected to um, proofreading. Um. How does that strike you? So I'm being pulled to um, online media. I'm being pulled to publishing for you. Um, and I think that you would do really well in correcting, finding um, people's mistakes in grammar, in syntax, and so on. How does that strike you? It's really interesting. I'm actually applying for a company now. Um, I'd be writing for them, um, but maybe they'd ask me to do that as well. Well, that's very curious, isn't it? So we'll see where that leads, and I think maybe also um, you could pitch that to them and possibly, you know, create um, an addition to your own position if, uh, if they accept you. Interesting. Oh, wow. Thank you. But I think you've got a really sharp eye for identifying um, mistakes, um, possibly streamlining, you know, editing is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, really, proofreading and editing. Wow. That would be neat because it could be an, um, a remote a remote position? Absolutely. Yes, you could be working from home. Oh, excellent. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yep, so I would encourage you to pursue that. And if it doesn't work out with the, the place that you've applied to, um, then I would look for other options. But okay. I, think you'd be, I think you'd be brilliant at it. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. I, You're I welcome, dear. I have my mom with me. Would you have a moment to speak with her? Well, that's up to Patricia, our hostess. Yes. Yes. Uh, you oh. can put her on the line. Does she have a specific question for Bill? Um, here, I'll put her on. Thank you so much. Thank you, both of you. Hi. You're welcome. You're welcome. My name is Maria. I please appreciate it. I see, I gotta receive a settlement. I want to go crazy. I want to buy property near the water. You think I'm going to get it soon? Oh boy, Patricia, help! I'm having trouble. Okay, are you talking about you want to buy some property and you want to know if that's going to be a successful thing to do? Yes, I got to get a okay. settlement okay. here. Okay, and so your she's name, asking please. About... I can translate. Did you say? Uh, yes, her name is Maria. She's waiting on a settlement in order to buy property in Italy. She was wondering if you see it for her. Okay. Um, I'm being pulled to the month of April for some reason. So I, uh, and that may be a bit longer than you were expecting to wait, but I think that um, let's see what happens between now and April, and I'm hoping that by April you'll, you'll be in a better position to be moving forward and making a decision on that. Oh, wow. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, both of right. you. You're welcome. You're dear. very welcome. Thank you both for your call. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, okay. thank you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. Okay. Let's see. Who do we have next? Let me just see. Okay, we have so many people. I hope I'm mixing myself up on this board. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make sure I get to all of you, and you've been so patient. Thank you, everybody. Okay, here we have someone in area code 212. That's New York, Hi, you're live on the air. Yes. Hi, you're live on the air. What's your name? Hello? Hello? Okay. Hello. Hi. Is it me? Yes. Oh, we beautiful. can hear you. What's What's your name? Hi. This is Casey in New York. Hi, well, thank Casey you so in much. New York. Yes. Hi, Casey. Hi. What's thank your you. question uh, for Bill? Yes. Okay. What do you see uh, coming up in terms of me meeting like-minded friends? Um, particularly mm-hmm. looking someone I can feel comfortable enough and trust to rent a room to in a couple of months and mm. a romantic relationship. Okay. Well, you're asking two questions there, so let me see. Okay. Casey, it feels to me as though you have um, a great curiosity about all things spiritual. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, and so what I'm wondering is if you are in any way affiliated with a local group that meets up 
to discuss things that are seen and unseen of a spiritual or, or metaphysical nature. Do you belong to a group, a meeting group or a discussion group is what I'm asking? No. No. Okay. So what I'm feeling is that there may be um, near to you a meeting or discussion group, and that's where I'm going to recommend you start because I think that those are going to be people that are most likely to be predisposed to being trustworthy and trustworthy enough to uh, select someone to whom you could rent space. So you're going to have to do a little bit of homework after we, after we talk here to find out the local parapsychology or metaphysical or spiritual meeting groups and then well, see the about thing. getting connected to them. Here's the thing. Um, I'm in New York City, and mm-hmm. uh, it's very restrictive, so there aren't many um, activities going on. And yep. a lot of them require you to um, show that special ID. Mm-hmm. And Got it. I do not. I do not. <clears throat> Thank you. So, um, yeah, a lot of us are there. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for people of that, of that mindset as well. But how do we find them? I did belong to meetup groups, you know, and I see some of them are a little bit online, but. That's not the same, and a lot of them have closed down, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, i got to stand by what I've said, and you'll have to to look to see who is meeting online or maybe who is meeting in person locally. That's the best advice that I can give you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you seeing anything about how I might find any of these groups? I might need to hear about it from someone to begin with. Well, so I don't know if any of your natural or holistic health food stores or wellness centers carry any information, but these are things you'll have to do in terms of networking. Right. Okay. Do you see me actually meeting someone that way? Do you see me meeting somebody that I would feel good about? You mean um, romantically, not in the near future, I'm sorry to say, but I would be delighted to be proven wrong. Okay. Now, friends. Yes. So I'm going to stand by everything that I've told you is that, yes, that's, that's the direction in which I would guide you to connect with people who share the, the interests that you have in things that are metaphysical um, and spiritual, and I feel as though they have the greatest potential to be trustworthy enough for you to um, develop uh, longer-term relationships. Are you getting anything possibly about the spiritualist church? I am not. I don't think it's connected to a church. So I'll leave you with that, and I wish you good luck. Um, It's it's a spiritual church. It's spiritualism where they're mediums. Specialized. Mm -hmm. Well, you do what you you feel you must, and you do what you wish to, but I, I can only tell you what I'm being guided to tell you. 
Okay. No, so I'm I just wish trying to understand what, what of those places, you, you know, fit into what you say because it feels very bereft at this point where I am at. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, and keep in mind that Bill just also recommended health and wellness centers, which I think is a good lead for you. So um, they may be thinking in the same way you are. And I think that's a, a really good piece of advice to look around at those health and wellness centers and see who's there. They may be very like-minded. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much, Casey, for your call, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you both. Okay. Good, good night. night. Good night. Okay. Let's see. Now we have a whole bunch more people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's see. Uh, we just talked to Casey, and now we have someone from, oops, now the whole board just changed again. Three area code three six one. So let's see I don't who know this where is. That is. Yeah, hi. You're live on the air with Bill Stillman. What's your name? Hi, my name is Linda. I'm from Texas. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm hi, Linda. Linda. Hi. I, I don't hear an accent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I'm not originally from Texas. So uh, I, I that's why. <laughs> that's why. What's your question, yeah, Linda? Yeah. Uh, well, my question is regarding a situation uh, pertaining to my next door neighbors. Um, they had hired a a tree cutter to cut down a tree in their front yard, and it landed on my carport. Oh. And this happened seven months ago, and I have been trying to resolve the issue. Uh, through my insurance company, through their insurance company, uh, through the the tree cutter, and through them, and I haven't been able to get any resolution. And I'm um, so sorry. Um, I think you're going to have to go a legal route. I'm sorry to say because I was just shown the phrase small claims court. Okay, that was gonna. That was what I was leading up to. Whether that was the most advantageous thing because a lawyer is just so expensive right now. I think it's going to be the most expeditious to to push this through and to to lay it to rest because it's been far too long in the making. And for whatever reason, it feels as though they're they're in denial. <laughs> I have to tell you, I'll, I'll believe that. Yes, they're they're not willing to be responsible. Right. Or, so again, yeah. even before you said it, I was seeing the phrase "small claims court." I think. Uh, unfortunately, I think that's going to mean that they um, they ostracize you completely, but it, it feels as though things are already strained anyways. Well, that's, that's perfectly fine. I can live with that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think that's the route that I would advise you. Thank you so very much. I appreciate You're your welcome. feedback. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm sorry it's an unpleasant situation. It, it has been incredibly stressful and unpleasant and very disappointing. Yeah. But thank you so much. All right. Good luck to you. Thank yeah. Good you. luck, Linda. Thank Thanks you. for your call. Thank you, thank you both. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot about neighbor battles lately all over the media. 
and uh, it's really concerning. Well, I've never seen so much of it before. Uh, well, I think it's, you know, kind of symptomatic of the times in which we live and a, a certain tone that had been set and so on. So it's yes. terribly disheartening. Mm-hmm. It really is. Okay. Well, we have someone, the same phone number twice, which will be interesting. Um, it looks like it is area code 215. Let's see who this is. Hi, you're live that's on the a, air. What's your name? That's a Pennsylvania number. Aha. Uh-huh. Hello. You're live on the air. Okay. They're not there, so I'm going to try. They have the same number twice, so I'm going to try the next 215. Let's see if they show up. Can you hear me? Oh, hello. There you are. Yes, okay, I'm hi. Sorry. Hi. What's um, your name? I had called in, and I, my name is Judy. Hi, Judy. And um, my question is, I'm a little bit concerned about my job. I need to hold out three more years for retirement, and I'm just hoping I will be able to pull it out. And I also want to comment on Robert because that might have been coming through for me because today is my dad's birthday, and he was a Robert. Oh, Oh. okay. Hi, Judy. I can tell you I'm sorry, but the Robert was not for you. Okay. (laughs) Part of my preparation is that – Everything that I do and say is going to be very compartmentalized and very unique and specific to each individual. That's how I operate. So um, I'm sorry to disappoint you where the Robert is concerned. Um, With respect to your position, is there some reason why it feels as though your company is downsizing or streamlining? Uh, Yes, I work for the Postal Service. Uh, All right. Um, I am, oh, boy, it feels like things internally there are rather political, correct? Oh, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Lots of infighting and lots of people feeling very disgruntled and dissatisfied, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say. Um, Oh, boy. Would there be some reason why your position might be deep? I hate to say this, in some way at risk of being demoted? Um, It's possible. I'm in a small office, so I'm sure they'll be starting to look at small offices at some point. All right. Please be be aware of that, and in the mm-hmm. meantime, I wouldn't I wouldn't wait for that to happen. I would explore your options now. <clears throat> okay. Uh, because it 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 feels as though things are. I know you said you wanted to wait another three years before retirement, or you would be right. eligible then. Right. It feels as though things are a little bit tenuous between now and then and uncertain, quite frankly. So I, I want for you to feel as prepared as possible by exploring other employment options in the meantime. And it may even be something that you could be doing from home um, in, in leisure time that would be interesting and pleasurable for you to do. Okay. So uh, that's what I would encourage you, to just be, be aware that it feels as though there's a lot of um, politicking going on internally, And there are some shifts and changes. It also feels as though it's possible for people to be laid off Mm -hmm. or or even furloughed. Right. Yeah. So if I were you, again, I would get, you know, all my ducks in a row and and be exploring options now so that you can be as prepared as possible. Okay. All right. And I wish you good luck with it. Oh, thank you. 
You're welcome. Good luck, Judy. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Oh, Judy, before you yeah. go, oh. who? Oh, what's your connection to the name Sherry? Hang um, on, I just had to give her a hot mic again. Okay, go ahead. Okay, to the name Sherry Alive? Yeah, like yeah. A, a co-worker? Yes. Yeah, uh, I. Uh, she feels untrustworthy to me. Okay. So just watch your back. Oh, okay, I will do that. Does that make sense to you? Um, actually, yes. It's, she's no longer in the office with me. So, okay. yes, it makes For, sense. Uh, thank you. Okay. Uh, she's not done, so just be aware, please. Okay. All, All right, right, dear. Good luck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Judy. Thank you. Wow, that's really important information when <laughs> somebody's got <laughs> got a knife out for your hey. back it's really good to know who that person is <laughs> yes i'm i'm all about prevention and not intervention so yeah, i like <laughs> that people, i like that give people a give folks as as much advance notice of what might be coming and how they can prepare for it that's how i right. like to operate <laughs> yeah oh, i'm all for it really no, yeah. I confused myself I don't like with so surprises. many phone calls coming. <laughs> no, me neither. Not like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I still see two area codes. I we may have talked to these people before. I'm just going to double check to see who they are and make sure we've answered their question. So, let me just check 323 again and let's see. Hi, have we answered your question already? Who's this? Uh, hi, this is David. I just tuned in. Oh. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question for Bill tonight? I do. I'm I'm enjoying what I'm hearing so far, and and I actually have a more uh, just a kind of a general spiritual question. I I kind of feel like I've done all my own personal work, and I've gotten to a good place, and I don't get in fights with family or neighbors, and and I'm in good health, and I have plenty of money, and and I don't go out in the world and do bad things, and. But I also feel like I'm missing my spiritual purpose. And I meditate David, and I, I eat organic. You, David, David, I'm yep. going to interrupt you. I have to tell you, I am being told to call you reverend. Huh. How does that strike you? Um, well, I'm so sure reverend I've been of a, a, So reverend right. of a... A, um, a Unitarian church, a metaphysical, uh, spiritual uh, house of worship. That's where I'm being pulled for you, I must tell you. Okay. <laughs> That's not the reaction I was looking for. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I do think it's interesting, but, I mean, I, I've, I've, you know, kind of gone through – so many teachings and, and tried to be a part of so many spiritual communities and nothing's worked. I mean, I got my... This is a spirit. I, I Listen to what I'm saying, please. I'm being told to call you reverend, which means you would be in a position to be creating, developing, and implementing the programming. You would be the one to discern and determine what it is that you communicate to the following or the congregation. This is what I'm being told to tell you, and I am absolutely firm on it. 
So if you don't want it, it ain't going to happen, as you know. But I feel as though it would be extremely rewarding, fulfilling, and fruitful for you. I think it would also expand uh, the the uh, realm of social contacts that you may have. And I also feel as though it would give you the opportunity to do some teaching, which I think would be really enjoyable. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yep. i got to stand by what I've said. It feels really strong, really strong. So if it intrigues you, if it piques your interest, I would very much encourage you to explore that. Okay, thank you. I will. I will. I will process that. I appreciate your. Think I on it, please. Your, think on it. Yeah. I have. It is so strong. I have such great expectations. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, David. And before thank you, you go, call, David. I, hang on, yep. David. Before you go, I feel as though you are a very humble, very uh, gracious, very. Um, accessible type of personality, and I think you'd be perfect, a perfect match for the job. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Think on it, please. All right. Thanks for your call, David. Thank you. All. Excellent. Wow. I, well, I have another number. We may have talked to this person before, but I've gotten a little mixed up, as I said. There's so many calls coming in. Okay. Let me double-check this. I want to make sure we can get to everybody. This is a 914 area code, so let's see who this is again. Hi, you're live on the air. Who's this? Hello? Hello, you could get to me. I'm just still listening. You both of you. You're still listening in. Okay, just wanted to double check. Yeah. All righty, I'll put you back on. Thanks. Okay, that you know, was Patricia, Catherine. I, All have right. to, I have to tell you, um, any any time I do anything like this, where it's you know a um, a phone interview, a podcast interview, when I'm doing things where that involve you know being videotaped, there is always some kind of disturbance or malfunction or something like that. <laughs> so I'm not surprised. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But uh, really, this it is, is okay. so much fun, <laughs> and it's it's wonderful that you're able to to give some great information to people tonight and so i think we've covered almost yeah i think it's everybody so far but you and i had discussed something very interesting the last time that you were on the air with us and you had been talking to an extraterrestrial and you came up with information that we had not heard before and you know my audience loves this subject and is always interested in new information so before we went live tonight i asked you if it was possible that we could do that on the air tonight, and you said you'd check in, and if it's possible, we could do it. So this might be a good time to see if that's possible. All righty. So um, are you, I can't promise or guarantee anything. I'm always willing to give it a shot. Uh, so you're just asking me to sort of just free, free will it and, and sort of Steve, come out with whatever up. is going to yeah. be communicated? Well, I... It's interesting that you brought this up because I was telling you the other day, uh, it was Monday afternoon actually, I was doing a session with a, um, a well-known author whose name people would probably recognize, who has a long history of um, interactions with visitors, I believe is the word he uses, and I was actually connecting to this um, 
female extraterrestrial. Um, I was describing her to him, and this is um, a presence that he is well familiar with. And I said, I'm going to call her Cinnamon because she smells like cinnamon. And he said, huh. um, yes, indeed, indeed she does. Um, wow. And that her her skin felt very dry to me, and um, I, I could see that there was sort of an elegance about her, a gracefulness about her. And I think that her message to our listeners this evening would be to stay the course, uh, that she and her people um, are uh, uh, have a great – um, concern and compassion for us that their crafts or ships have the capability of being invisible to the naked eye and escaping any kind of detection, but that they are increasingly making themselves visible uh, as part of an overall strategy to create a familiarity and a reasonable comfort level uh, with uh, the human race at large, um, in addition to uh, the ways in which they are increasingly being portrayed in the media as more um, more benign than not. So uh, how does that strike you so far? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, and it sounds very, uh, very much true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, um, I, I'm also being told she... It, it takes a little bit for me to kind of warm up to these energies because they, um, to to look at them, it would be very um, alarming, very discerning because it is so it is so different from what we are accustomed to that it's almost paralyzing because uh, of the the fear and yet the what emanates from her is. Um, uh, uh, an intelligence that is of great, um, great beauty. I, I don't know how else to frame it. Uh, great beauty and certainly um, does not wish to be misconstrued as in any way threatening or harmful. Uh, but again, just, you know, to the lay person, it's quite um, unnerving to um, to bear witness to this presence that looks so different from human beings from clearly to look at her, you, you know, this is not human. And yet, uh, and I hope I'm not insulting her, but this is not um, human, but also this is a being of supreme intellect, but also I don't know if they understand human emotion, but what I get from her is just an enormous sense of, um, care, concern, and what we would call compassion. Um, there's mm-hmm. also something that she's referencing about disease. I don't think it's a reference to the coronavirus, but I think it's a reference to future uh, pandemics or epidemics even. And it feels to me as though she or her race or other similar um, concerned races of extraterrestrials are in some way connecting to people who would have influence in our world governments who mm-hmm. would be 
um, downloading uh, good and great information that would help to sustain the human race. And so I, mm-hmm. I don't know who that is or what that looks like or how often that happens, but this is what I'm being shown, that this information is being impressed within brilliant minds in the form of uh, our, our scientists, our disease um, experts and specialists, and that uh, it's, it's a cooperative and collaborative effort is what I'm being told to say, if that would make any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And yeah. that's interesting to hear because it certainly feels like we'll be facing other things down the road that may or may not be connected to what's happening here today with not only this uh, virus thingy or whatever it is that we've been facing, but also the treatment option that has been mandated. So seems like there are lots of questions here. So I'm anyways. also being told to say, excuse me for interrupting, I'm also no, being told to say that it feels as though um, at some uh, future point in the not-too-distant future, there will be um, a deconstruction or a revision to the world's um, financial institutions in some respect. Now, that's very interesting, and we certainly have heard that um, from several astrologers that are saying, look out, because this whole financial system is going to collapse. So is well, that what you're Well, that's very interesting to? to me because I don't, um, I don't follow what, you know, I just do me. I don't, I don't right. keep tabs with what other people are doing. So that's very curious to me that it aligns with uh, what other people have been saying. Yes, it does. It completely does. I, yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think it has to be disastrous. Knowing human beings will probably muck it up, but um, <laughs> there's, there's definite, definitely a shift that feels as though it's um, pending. I'm going to say uh, within the next uh, 10 to 20 years, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I've been hearing even sooner, but yes. Um, so that does it does completely align. As you know, we talk to a lot of people. We have a lot of people on the show um, that do astrology, and they've been talking about this financial collapse since the beginning of this year. So, yeah, they've been warning everybody and uh, to pay attention to different signs that uh, they're watching also. So that's interesting that she sees the same thing. The same kind That's of very shift. curious to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Very curious. Yes. There is also, um, there is also. I mean, anybody could be saying this, but there is also a great um, and even an enhanced desire for unification, for unification of the world's people coming together collectively. Um, it, it, there's a such a um, there's a lesson to be learned in human beings that are so um, prejudiced as to ostracize themselves and compartmentalize themselves from any one of other cultures. And that is the antithesis of what we should be doing. We should be um, unifying. There's a a great um, emphasis here on a worldwide unification of peoples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So perhaps these two pieces... 
these two things that we've been discussing will per- maybe um, lend themselves to that. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think she's talking about one world order because that's continuing to treat us as a slave race, but more of a different type of harmony. So, or will be happening. Very different. Two very different things there. I just wanted to make that delineation. So. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fascinating. Um, she tells me, Patricia, that you yourself have had. Um, a history of unusual experiences with her kind. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. I know. I never shared it with you. <laughs> she she knows you. She knows of you. Mm-hmm. She knows of you. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's keep talking because I do have a question <laughs> about that. And what I would like to know, I I meet weekly uh, with another person who's quite talented, and we have been communicating with a number of entities, ETs, Bigfoot, um, other entities from other dimensions, also friends that uh, have passed and who did work with me before that were very ET connected. And my question is, how can we increase the um, success of what we're doing? So we're able to pull through um, incredible photographs and messages. I'm feeling like we need to ramp it up, and I would love to know how. Um, Can I just make a couple of comments about what you've said? Yeah. All right. So um, it, she shows me that what you call Bigfoot, are there's a connection to them. There's a connection to the extraterrestrials. It almost feels as though the the what we call Bigfoot, are, I'm being shown the word scouts, that they're one of several forms of scouts. Yes. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. I, of course it does. Yes. Yes. I have to Thanks tell you I once had I once had a very very vivid dream where I was walking through the woods and I became aware that I was being trailed by what I could only say was Bigfoot. And before yes. I knew mm-hmm. it, I don't know how it happened so quickly, I was backed up against a tree and uh, this this uh, being was so much larger than I was. I lifted my head up thinking, well, I'm about to meet my maker, and I made eye contact with this being, and when I looked into its eyes, I, I felt such a profound intelligence. I was looking into the eyes of not an animal, but a being that was highly intelligent, um, and yeah, it, was, mm-hmm. it was so fascinating to me. But what she's talking about, um, uh, Patricia, is – for there to be a, a circle of individuals with whom you meet, I'm being shown maybe five people that create a circle, and these have to also be people who are committed to being um, clean and pure and proper channels with regard to um, uh, the, the the purity of the, the cleansing of the, the body in order to raise up um, the vibration, and yes. mm-hmm. then 
with thank you if that makes sense and then within the center of the circle for people to be directing their focus and their energy to the center of the circle and that will be um the site of a divine manifestation oh okay that sounds lovely that sounds great well thank you and for so that information it, and and please follow up with me to let me know what comes of that. And so it feels to me as though the the center of the circle is actually going to be the place where you have the potential to be be bearing witness to the manifestation of this presence or one very much like it. Mhm. Like in real time. I definitely Yes. Yeah. I, I definitely will keep you posted. We've, we've had some amazing experiences thus far. And there's, you know, I have some frustration. I've been doing this for a while over not seeing them as a physical manifestation. I have in the past, but uh, we're we're trying to do something new and different here to allow this communication to take place just as naturally as you and I are talking right now. So... Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I, I have to spend a little bit of time struggling to get on the right frequency so that I understand what they're saying. Because just as you mentioned, their physical demeanor is so different from ours, so is their communication. So sometimes I really have to work at uh, jumping on the right frequency to hear what they're saying and understand it. So any help she well, wants to the... give is greatly appreciated. <laughs> well, I have. this is me talking now. I have a... I have a, a tip for you because oh, anytime, anytime I connect with an energy that speaks a language other than my own, I, I turn it over to my spirit guides. And my spirit okay. guides know how to use Google Translate. And so <laughs> I just filter it through them. I love that. I just filter it all through them. <laughs> okay, make them do their job. I like that. Yeah, because it's fascinating work, and I've always felt comfortable with all kinds of entities since I was a small child, interdimensionals, et cetera. And it's, I was going to tell some... you that I was going to tell you that this extraterrestrial connection goes back to your childhood. Yeah, it it really does. Now, do you see an uh, actual physical extraterrestrial experience that took place? I do. No kidding. Tell me more. I have to ask if the, I have to ask if there is a wooded area near to where you grew up, within walking yes. distance, and and yes. in which you would have spent some solitary time as a child. Yes. Yep. And do you have any? I so what it feels like to me, Patricia, is that you may have um, blended or commingled two two different memories in order to compensate for what makes uh, realistic sense versus what actually happened. So I'm, oh, okay. I'm, wondering if, I'm wondering if as a child you ha- um, had any kind of an operation. No, no operations, but I came close to, to almost having one. I had a health so crisis. What I, so what I'm being shown is, it, would there have been a, any period in time uh, in which you were a child and you would have been lying prone on a doctor's table with a bright light above you? Yeah. 
Thank you. So what I think happened is that is that um, that may have happened, but I also think that it was a way of bridging a gap between something else that happened prior to that, which was very similar. Aha, uh-huh. that is so fascinating. Wow, Bill, that's great. Does yeah. that make any sense to you? It does. It absolutely does. Sure. I can so tell it, you a really makes, funny, funny story about this. It, yeah, it makes me wonder exactly what happened to you that you suppressed, but in some way rationalized that it was like being prone on the doctor's table with the bright light above you. I think you're right. I think that something that I did something like that. Um, it does make sense exactly what you're saying in in that way. And when I was young and a child, I was my grandmother was was in the house and nobody else but me and her. And all of a sudden, I heard this big bang, and I was like, I came running out of my bedroom to my grandmother, and I said, "They're here," and she was like, "Who?" <laughs> I said, "They're here." And I really thought that the ETs had landed on the roof. Now, I mean, I'm talking about so many years ago, so many years ago. This was not in our media. That was not being talked about. It was like, I mean, this just came out of nowhere. I was convinced they were on the roof. So I'm sure that I felt that way for some reason, (laughs) probably because of exactly what you're describing, that I had a a close encounter. So, Patricia, I'm... Yeah, I'm thinking this this happened at about age six or seven. Yeah, I think you're right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it would be really fascinating if you were able to find someone who was um, uh, reputable and had the uh, credibility of great integrity to do a regression with you. I think I know just the person. <laughs> I've been a guest on my show. So, yes, I think I do. And you're giving me so many clues, Bill, to research this and actually go back in time and, and find out what happened. But, I've, I mean, I, don't, I have no other explanation as to why I'd be so interested, fascinated, and comfortable, very comfortable with uh, entities that are not human. Well, it's certainly very intriguing. You know, um, I suspect, Patricia, that you may be one of the nobles. And this came up during the channeling that I was doing with the the extraterrestrial who told me to call him Richard. And you might recall that from our previous discussion. I do. Because I couldn't make out, I couldn't make out his name. And I said, I don't know what that means. How do I pronounce it? And then he said, call me Richard, which I thought sounded very um, mundane and pedestrian until I looked up the meaning of the word Richard, and it means powerful leader. But uh-huh. what, he had been, what he had been explaining to me was that there are um, a countless number of people strategically placed in various communities all over the world who have been singled out, and he called them the nobles because huh. they have been impressed – they have been impressed with information uh, starting at a very young age uh, so that when the, uh, in the time comes closer to the big reveal, and I feel as though that's going to be done incrementally, 
that these will be the people in, in their select communities who, uh, by virtue of their understanding and also by virtue of their personality types, will be in the best possible position to contribute to maintaining uh, peace, um, containing hysteria, and being the voice of reason. And I suspect that you might be one of them. How interesting. Wow. Well, let's hope, huh? Let's hope I can inspire some groundedness if the ETs choose to to show themselves. I would be honored to do that. And it everything you're saying in in my puzzle is coming together, all the pieces. So, I I really appreciate what you're saying and how you're saying it. It makes a lot of sense to me. Given my background, you know, I've always been in love with the paranormal, but I've also just felt this high level of comfort with these other beings, as I've mentioned. To me, they felt normal, and I know to other people, they were frightening. So right. this is all coming together in a in a very wonderful way. Oh, my goodness, Bill. I had no idea we were going to end up talking about this. This is great. Well, trust me, I didn't either, but uh, I'm grateful that it makes sense because I don't, uh, you know, I really don't know anything about UFOs and extraterrestrials, and, I, you know, I don't follow other people's, you know, writings and musings and so on. So if it's making sense to you, I'm I'm really gratified to know that. Yeah, it's given me chills. I mean, when something feels really true, that's how I respond physically. And it's just all adding up. It feels like, again, you're helping me put all of this together in a very different way. And I'm kind of surprised I don't have a memory uh, that's clear of the abduction or whatever it was back when I was six or seven. But it feels true, what you're saying. I also remember Mm -hmm. one other event when I was um, driving back, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I have to ask. Well, I'll let you tell your story, but then I do have to ask a um, a significant question. Go ahead. Ask me the question because we're running out of time. I, the story can wait. I have to ask if um, you you ever had a miscarriage or a false pregnancy. Not that I know of, no. Okay. Alrighty. I know sometimes that happens also uh, with with people who have been singled out as nobles or their par- their female partners. Yeah, I um, I don't ha- I don't have any recollection of any of that. I know people okay. have had that happen. I do know that people yeah. have had that happen. Okay. I and the one memory I have that's kind of funny is we were driving back um, from I think it was Hilton Head or something, and we came on came off on the off ramp, and then when we came back onto the highway, there was an owl sitting in the middle of that ramp. Now you know that you may not know because you don't know a lot about ETs. But owls often are put implanted into people's minds when it's really an ET. And no, this, that event... this just came up in my discussion on Monday. Ah, did it? Okay. So anyways, could have been another experience because owls don't stand in the middle of the road at night for no reason. There was no, I didn't see any prey around that it might have been getting, but it was so startling and I just never forgot it. Yeah. Gosh. 
Whoa, what an evening. <laughs> I know it. You and me both, Bill. Gosh. Well, this has been so exciting. And, of course, I want to, again, tell everybody about your book, The Practicing Psychic. It is a fabulous book for anybody who feels that they are psychic or a psychic medium or are already practicing. Bill's book is, you must get it. It is a really great guidebook, and it's a very important read. So, again, The Practicing Psychic is the name of it. And Bill has many other books. You can find them all on Amazon, I suggest. You take a look there for everything Bill has written. And again, Bill, I can't thank you enough. This has been a very exciting hour and a half, and I know everybody's grateful they got a chance to talk to you. I'm glad we could get to everybody tonight. This is You're going to have to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a ball. Thank you. It, it kind of uh, went down paths that I wasn't expecting myself. But, Patricia, thank you so much to you and PK for being such lovely hostesses. I do want to also, if I may, direct people to learn more about me at williamstillman.com. Facebook is William Stillman Psychic Medium. One of my original inspirational quotes goes up every morning, so folks might appreciate that as well. Oh, thank you so much for mentioning all of that. And we got to have you back, and I'll keep in touch and let you know what happens now that I'm guided in a whole new direction. Oh, yes. Well, thanks so much, Bill. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And, and to you. next week, thank you. We'll be back with another show, and we're going to be talking about Antarctica. So buckle up for that one. Until then. See you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. Supernatural Girls.